0: Hey, we're Annie Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God.
1: Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage.
0: And today we're going to talk about the strength that joy brings to our home. Welcome to the Marriage After God podcast, where we believe that marriage was meant for more than just happily ever after.
1: I'm Jennifer, also known as Unveiled Wife.
0: And I'm Aaron, also known as Husband Revolution.
1: We have been married for over a decade.
0: And so far, we have four young children.
1: We have been doing marriage ministry online for over seven years through blogging and social media.
0: With the desire to inspire couples to keep God at the center of their marriage, encouraging them to walk in faith every day.
1: We believe that Christian marriage should be an extraordinary one, full of life, love, and power,
0: that can only be found by chasing after God. Together. Thank you for joining us in this journey as we chase boldly after God's will for our life together.
1: This is Marriage After God. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Marriage After God podcast. If you've been enjoying this podcast and enjoying the content, would you just scroll to the bottom of the app and leave a star rating review? This just helps other people find the Marriage After God podcast, and we'd really appreciate that.
0: And also, if you want to support our podcast, uh, we don't really do ads. Um, we may in the future, but our goal is to not do ads. And one of our ways of, of not using ads to support the podcast is we have written books And we sell those books. So if you're interested in checking out our marriage resources, our prayer books, our devotionals, you can go to shop.marriageaftergod.com. And picking up a book from our store uh, supports us in in the production of this podcast. And also, uh, our Marriage After God book that comes out next year is available for pre-order. And so if you go to shop.marriageaftergod.com, you'll see in the very top left corner of the the site a a way to pre-order our book. And that would just be really awesome. We'd really appreciate that. So, uh, let's get into the icebreaker question, Okay. which is what is one funny memory from when we were dating?
1: Hmm. Okay. So I can't think of a specific one at the moment, but what does come to mind is we spent a lot of time serving in youth ministry. Oh yeah. Like a lot of time.
0: When we're youth leaders.
1: Yeah. And, um, we.
0: A good old church on the hill, <laughs> Norco, California. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, we, we played a lot of games. We laughed a lot. We ate weird things. Like we'd have contests and challenges. And there was just things that we did, you know, for the kids' sake. But we had a lot of fun doing together. Remember and that the
0: was, lock-ins? We would just have overnights. Yep, overnighters. We would stay up all night, do milk chugging contests. Gosh, that does
1: not sound fun now. No, it
0: doesn't. But <laughs> back do then, that? it was
1: like the highlight of our week. I feel like we just... We came we, alive we looked in those forward times. to it all year yeah. to do those events, but like each, like every Wednesday, we just came alive during that time. And I fell in love with you knowing that you had fun, you know, participating in that way, well, being in junior silly high kids and high school kids, yeah, being silly or, or playing, um, what was the, what was the, it wasn't like dodgeball. What was it called?
0: Oh, what, um, murder ball. <laughs> yeah, we I called it, it was, murder ball. We called it murder ball because it, <laughs> it was, was just like Dodgeball but we changed Dodge the name. Ball
1: on steroids, and um, we had a lot of balls. There was
0: no line; you just ran around the room throwing <laughs> balls at each other. But
1: you guys would throw them so hard, like these poor thirteen-year-old <laughs> girls would get nailed. <laughs> but
0: they kept playing it. None of them cried. Yeah. They they were crazy. I so, forgot about that murder so I ball.
1: <laughs> lo- I loved, I loved that. I loved dating you because you were fun, and you're still fun.
0: Yeah, I I got a little not fun over the years. Uh, but I've learned to change in that area. I'm still learning. But but that's kind of what our episode's about is not just fun, but joy.
1: Yeah.
0: But how fun cultivates joy and how we can actually cultivate environments of joy in our home. So let's get to the quote for today. And it's from the book For Better or for Kids by Patrick and Ruth Schwenk. Uh, Ruth Schwenk's from The Better Mom. And uh, you, you said you love this book. Mm-hmm. It's about Family and the power that we have that God's given us in our in our homes.
1: Yeah, and the quote is on page thirty seven, and it says, "While married life with children can be challenging, we have reason to hope and to be encouraged. There is a way forward, a way through, and a way beyond all of the craziness. God's word has not changed; the promises of His word still stand." Is being married with kids messy? Yes. Does God have a purpose and plan in the midst of it all? Of course he does. And do we enjoy taking part in this crazy, life-changing, impossible mission of parenting? Absolutely.
0: That's great. Because that sums it up pretty good. Parenting's hard. It is Marriage crazy. and parenting is hard.
1: It is messy. It's all of the above. And yet God's word still stands. Yeah. And we can enjoy
0: it. And we can enjoy it. Which is something that we're learning day by day how to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, we've talked about kids a lot on our show and just the hard things and the fun things. But, you know, today we want to talk about uh, joy, cultivating joy in our home, having fun in our home and how that joy brings strength to our home and our walk and our mission in life.
1: Yeah, I think that sometimes we can um, be so caught up in making sure that um, we're Everything that we're trying to order or manage is happening, and we become kind of like the officers in the home of making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, Or even when it comes to our work, you know, we have this this rigid schedule of of things that we need to get done, and it's kind of like on Mm -hmm. our timeline, and yet we have kids – you know, pulling on our elbows saying, dad, come check out this Lego thing I built mm-hmm. or, or all of wanting to dance, you know,
0: where life becomes you. more mechanical and clunky, <laughs> clunky, uh, rather than organic. It's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. It's something that we're experiencing, not controlling. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I'm hearing. That's what I'm feeling is like we could get into this, this mode that life's just one checklist after another, one checkbox after another, uh, you know, the right next step, um, which is... It comes not, from a good place. Yeah, it's not terrible to think that way at times and to try and walk mm-hmm. correctly, because that's the goal So we're trying to walk well. We're trying mm-hmm. to walk as disciples of Christ, mm-hmm. um, you know, living out what the Bible tells us. Um, but then, like, where's joy? Where's joy fall in all that?
1: Yeah, we actually... Um, I was really encouraged this last week in the Women's Bible Study that uh, I got to go to. And, um, you know, the whole topic was about soul, soul-filling joy and the things that we can do as moms to fill our hearts up during the week. And And like you said, not just have a list that we're checking off, even though that comes from a good place and we want to make sure that we're managing our homes well, but are we doing things that also fill us up and bring a smile to our face because that's going to overflow into our relationship with our kids. It's going to overflow into our marriages and, um, give that liveliness that mm-hmm. God intends for us to have.
0: So what you're saying reminds me of the verse, uh, in Isaiah 40:31. It says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, and I've I I mean, I've experienced this in my own life where I do something that brings a lot of joy to my life and it does renew my strength. Like there's yeah. something physical that happens to you when you experience the joy of the Lord and you experience um his strength fill you up and renew you and I think that's mm-hmm. why it's so important to be talking about joy. Um I don't know, what have, have you experienced this?
0: Well, yeah, cuz we can get, you know, if we if we look at our life as just a series of Of actions taken a series of checks to be checked off you know you know steps to take and and it's just this mechanical thing that we're moving forward and yeah maybe we're we're doing good things and but if we forget why we're doing it and who we're doing it for it gets very tiresome because essentially we're doing it in our own strength Um, we're we run on fumes Mm -hmm. you know we're, we're told to fill our you know, jars up so that to overflowing, like, and we fill that up with the living water, which is Christ, with the word of God, with prayer, with getting away, mm-hmm. you know, quietness, mm-hmm. you know, when the Bible talks of prayer, when Jesus says, you know, he pray, he says, go into your closet, you know, and he says, get away. Jesus often, when I think about getting away, Jesus often got away, it says that he went up by himself mm-hmm. into desolate places. And he, you know, early in the morning and um, late into the evening. And so I just,
1: But it was intentional with his time.
0: Yeah. It wasn't just, I'm going to go and Mm -hmm. be quiet somewhere, which actually for some people is probably really filling for them, just being quiet somewhere, Yeah, you know, sitting at a park, people watching or something. (laughs) Um, Not me, but, uh, but this isn't just about doing the something that's fun necessarily. It's, it's a, it's a holistic view Mm -hmm. of like waiting on God because we know that we need him. We need to rest in him. And that gives us strength and it gives us um, joy and the power to go on another mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. not just go on, but to cheerfully and joyfully go on.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like um, we all need to be reminded that there's going to life you, in life, we will all experience hard times. We will all experience those. Yeah,
0: James makes that very
1: clear. <laughs> yeah, those um, times of wrestling where you know God's revealed sin in your life that you you know you're repenting of, and you know you probably feel down for, but you're you know mm-hmm. you're being transformed in. Or when um, he's
0: calling out character issues in us. Characteristic uh, really issues, hard things.
1: Maybe you know financial stresses, or maybe the loss of a loved one. There's so many different types of trials that people walk through, um, and yet I feel like just because we experience hard times doesn't mean we can also experience joy and yeah. I think that's the difference between happiness and joy because happiness is a feeling mm. and it's an emotion that we you know have have the um,
0: capacity to experience right. and that's a, Thank you. it's a byproduct of joy right I would imagine
1: joy is deeper joy comes from within but it's also because God is in our hearts and he, he's the one that makes it possible to both enjoy, or he's the one that makes it possible to experience joy while in the midst of hardship at the exact same time. Or maybe there isn't any hardship in your life right now. And you, like, like you said earlier, are just kind of like going through the motions and being kind of mechanical. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I actually feel like sometimes when we're going through good seasons, like, or easy seasons, I should say um, often we find ourselves being more discontent. Like it's Mm. like, it's easier to forget to walk in joy or something. Mm -hmm. I've, I've experienced that with us. Like we, I realize I'm like, well, there's nothing really hard going on in our life. Mm -hmm. Why are we feeling like this right Mm -hmm. now?
1: So um, today's episode, we really just want to inspire you guys to consider joy. You know, maybe it's something that you haven't thought of, or maybe it's something that you've been already been thinking of. And we can just come in as, Mm -hmm. you know, part of that uh, support to say, yes, this is the right way. This is what we should be thinking about. This is what we should be doing. Um, because a marriage after God has joy.
0: Yeah. Well, and when, when you walk in the spirit, what's one of the fruits of the spirit? Joy, <laughs> love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. And so when we walk in the spirit, we exp- fruit of that will be joy mm-hmm. in our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just thinking about how the difference between happiness and joy, I feel like happiness is a, is an earthly experience that you, that comes out of the eternal uh, understanding of joy mm-hmm. so joy is an eternal concept mm-hmm. it comes from hope mm-hmm. hopes of, of things that are unseen it's mm-hmm. a it's something that goes beyond the current experience because you can have joy even in really hard things mm-hmm. because it's based on something eternal where happiness is based on something temporary
1: mm, that's good. something that we experience yeah.
0: just right now yeah. for this moment mm-hmm. um so our our goal should never be just seeking happiness. That's called hedonism. <laughs> just looking for happiness. Uh our joy our our goal should be uh enjoying the fruit of the spirit, which one of them is joy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um so what I was going to say was it it benefits our children like so much. I was just thinking yeah. about how you could just I feel like kids are so expressive, like their little bodies can reveal so much about what they're feeling that, um, joy is just one of those things that you can see in kids. Yeah. I wonder how many of our
0: listeners grew up in joyless homes, grew up in homes that were full of strife, uh, anxiety, Mm -hmm. fear, and how much joy would have benefited the home. And they're probably thinking right now, man, I wish I, I wish my family was joyful. I wish when I grew up, I, I experienced joy.
1: Well, if that's you listening right now, I just want to tell you that you don't have to live according to the past and feel like you're stuck. You can change.
0: Today, we talked about this last episode. Yeah. You can change today.
1: Yeah. And what a, be- what a benefit it would be, what a testimony it would be to the power of God in your life.
0: Yeah, and so uh, in our home, Like I said, over the years, I I kind of, there was a season of my life that, and I, it was probably, probably because of sin I was walking in. It was probably because of discontentment issues that we had, character flaws, things that God was growing in us. But I feel like I had a hard time having fun. I had a hard time being joyful. I loved God and I, 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 there was times I was joyful, but it wasn't a default fate state for me. Mm -hmm. I was pretty, um, Scroogey. <laughs> is that the word? <laughs> uh, you know, not just because Christmas, Christmas is coming, but just, I think people called me Scroogey just cause I was not very joyful. Uh, but I don't want that for my family. And how are, what are some ways that we over the years have been cultivating joy in our home and that they can, they can, our listeners can take home and, and try.
1: Okay. So we should just tag team this and kind of like go down the list of things. But, Um, And this isn't
0: the definitive list. I actually tried coming up with as many as I could, but I'm sure there's other (laughs) things that we might think of as we talk about these.
1: Probably. Okay. So we do have, um, we're in a season of young kids. And so a lot of what you probably will hear probably sounds, I don't know. Silly. Silly. Because it is. (laughs) They are silly. They are silly. But I think the important thing to note here is that um, these are just ways that we have tried to be intentional in cultivating a space in our, in our home, in our lifestyle that cultivates joy. And so um, one of those things is fort building. I actually did that this morning with the kids.
0: The kids love it. We, we have a couch that's perfect for fort building. The pillows are huge. They're sturdy. So they make really good roofs. Or I only walls. believe in
1: building big forts. I don't know why people build small forts. It's not. It's not worth it to yeah, me. I, yeah, I came home. Go the other big day. or go home.
0: I came home the other day, and the entire living room was a fort.
1: <laughs> you have to use every chair, All every blanket, chairs. every pillow.
0: <laughs> the couches were on their sides. Maximize the pillows the, were stacked up high, and yeah. you guys were watching a movie. Inside. And we we're watching
1: a movie inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: like, you're like, we're in our movie theater. You want to come in? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'll fit, but it was pretty huge. So I probably would have. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty amazing. I think I actually storied it on Instagram. Because I was I was really impressed with that fort building. Thanks that's one thing that we do. The kids love it and it's it's fun because they're still pretty young. They could build one themselves, but they never make them as good as we make them. So
1: a little tip for a fort building, if you get like a colorful quilt or one of those um knitted blankets that are, you know, they have made, holes in them. Yeah. They're just really fun for the light to come through it looks and looks like stained glass windows. It does. I always
0: say, look at the stained glass windows.
1: Okay. You need to share the one minute of crazy. Okay. This is, this is
0: new. a newer thing, but I, it works. It's our one minute of crazy and we've been doing it. We don't do it every night, of course. Um, but when I feel like my kids just got like extra jitters in them or extra um, screams, what I'll do is I'll say, okay, guys, I want everyone to, st- I'll, I'll be a little stern about it. I want everyone to stand right here in a line and then I like stand there and I like, okay, what's going to happen? And then I'll turn the music on our jam box really loud and I'll say, all right, I want you guys to get as crazy as possible for one minute. And then <laughs> The whole time I'm telling them to get louder and louder and and louder and they're screaming, and they, have, they get actually tired. <laughs> like when they're done, they're like, why, why'd you have us do that? I was like, wasn't that fun?
1: The first time you had them do it, it took them about 15 seconds to like, is dad joking or yeah, they didn't they're know. like looking at each other? Like, should we And be that's screaming? probably
0: because of my history of <laughs> not being very fun. It was awesome. Yeah. But they, it took, it did take them a few seconds to actually like, they're like, wait a minute, are we going to get in trouble?
1: Yeah. It's a great thing to do, not right before bed, but, you know, leading up to bedtime.
0: I liked it right before bed because I feel like they weren't quite ready for bed and this pushed them over the edge because they were like tired and they also felt (laughs) like they got all of it out of them. Um, Sometimes it's hard to calm them down afterwards, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, I wanna share another one. Um this comes from my childhood. Um my mom and stepdad would always do this. They still do it, it's so funny. Um but if someone comes home and walks through the door or even out from the bathroom or bedroom. From? Yeah. Um every um, the first you know, if whoever notices it goes, Quick, pretend you're asleep. <laughs>
0: And wherever you're sitting,
1: so wherever you're at, just kind of drop your head, close your eyes, and try as hard as you can not to smile.
0: Wyatt is so bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt's our two year old; he just turned two. But he still tries, and it's so cute. He'll be in his little white chair, and I'll, I'll walk in, and everyone's like got their heads tilted to the side, so, of their eyes shut. So,
1: sometimes we'll be at the kitchen table, and we'll be we'll be eating breakfast when Aaron comes home, and I'm like, "Quick, pretend you're asleep," and everyone just kind of like limps their head to the but side. But then I
0: look over, and and Wyatt he has, his head, he has his head back has his head back. And his eyes half shut and he's like smiling because <laughs> he doesn't get it, but he's he's trying. He's like he, yeah. and I'm like, Are you guys sleeping? And why it's like smiling at me the whole time.
1: This is one of those things I, I love it because it's from my childhood. So I love that my kids have kind of like owned it. Olive is usually the first one now to say it. Oh quick, yeah. She, pretend you're sleeping. Quick, we're sleeping.
0: And then everyone she'll put her head down, she it, gets even mad if no you one don't. notices.
1: No, she gets mad if you don't do it. Well,
0: she does it so fast no one notices, and she's <laughs> the only one sleep pretending to sleep.
1: So it's really funny because then people you know, let's mm. say dad walks through the door. Oh no, everyone fell asleep, or we'd get up really fast and mm-hmm. go boom, so it's just fun,
0: yeah, on the same note of the the spontaneous sleeping uh, the narcolepsy game um <laughs> we'll often do like I'll get home early after the gym or something and and it'll be super quiet in the house, and i'm I think everyone's asleep, <laughs> and so i'm I'm tippy toeing and I get in the bedroom and i and every yeah every, every single person in my family is under the covers in my in my bed. <laughs> And they're all hiding from me. It's funny.
1: Okay. Even once the blanket goes over. I almost
0: head. jumped on Elliot the other day because I didn't know he was in the bed.
1: But even Truett will be laying there in the moment that the blanket goes over his head. He kind of like gets all wide eyed and, and like, smiley. What's yeah. What's happening. So those are just fun ways to um, bring instantaneous giggles.
0: And they're short things. They're easy things. And it's something that they become. Uh, they become part of our family. These little things. Yeah. Um, our kids look forward to it. They, they're the ones that instigate all of these things now. Um, another another little tip uh, to help cultivate joy in the home is to not worry about messes so much. Mm. Uh, that doesn't mean that we don't clean up and you know have organization and self control, <laughs> which is something Jennifer and I are trying to get better at um, being organized and clean in our house. But if we're always trying to be tidy. It really doesn't leave any room for fun.
1: Well, we're going to miss those opportunities where, you know, maybe one of the kids is playing with Legos and would love some help you yeah. know, or wants to just get creative with you.
0: Or throwing pillows around the house for a little bit or having blankets on like forts. And, yeah. you know, you can't you can't have it both ways.
1: Yeah. We Um, built a fort this morning, like I said, and you know, it's middle of the day right now it's nap time and and it's still messy out there. It's all messed up. It's all messed up. And I just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, maybe they'll build another one later, you know, and that has to be okay.
0: Well, and if you, if we, something I've, I've realized that if, if I'm always telling the kids to clean up they're, they're actually not going to like doing some of those Mm -hmm. fun things. Mm -hmm. Now there's a time for everything. So our kids know that there's a time to clean up. And so after we've had a full amount of fun or something, Mm -hmm. uh, They understand that like, okay, now let's straighten up because we're going to go into the next thing. Um, But just kind of not being, having the anxieties and the overwhelmness of, of those little messes. Yeah. That it's got to be okay. Yeah. It's just a good little tip to have a little more freedom and lightheartedness in the home.
1: Good word. Okay, so yeah. another one is dance parties. We like to turn the music up really loud and just go for it. And um, you guys don't know this about Our me. My kids are the best dancers. But I was going to say, I'm actually probably one of the most terrible dancers, but it doesn't hold me back. I just go for it. And somehow my kids have picked up on this and they intend to dance crazy, silly, awkward. And that just makes us laugh even more.
0: If you'd like to see Jennifer dance, leave us a review and tell us that you'd like to see us see her dance and I'll post a video of her on her Instagram. Oh my
1: goodness. Don't you? Yeah.
0: I'm going to put some music to it and you're going to be dancing because they got to see, they got to see the gloriousness that is your dance skills.
1: Oh man. (laughs) I got to think about that. Okay. So a lot of, um, these other ones are very physical things like tickling, um, spontaneous wrestling matches with dad.
0: Usually spurred on by my son who (laughs) hides crouching, ready to attack, and the moment I come home, he just jumps out of nowhere <laughs> onto me with a sword in his hand. But uh, letting those letting those things happen um, is—I mean, it's—I think it does huge things yeah. for our children to know that they have the freedom to, uh, of course, not hurt us, which mm-hmm. happens sometimes, but just that they have the freedom to jump on us and to cr- climb on us and to crawl on us. All, this morning, yeah. Olive was—I was talking to you, and she was grabbing my legs and going in and out of my legs. And I didn't notice she was doing it like for a, a while. Like a cat. <laughs> and then I finally was like, I'm like, Olive, what are, you, what, what's, what are you doing? Cause she was like, I felt like I was falling over and she's like, I'm just playing with your legs. And like, she's going in and out and like sitting on them and pushing me over. And I, for a moment wanted to be bothered by it. And then I thought to myself like, why do I care that I'm, that yeah. she's doing that to me right now? It's really cute. Uh, so just so it's something that I still have to consistently work on and recognize in me. Cause mm-hmm. it's, I want to sometimes get bothered by those kinds of things. Mm-hmm um but letting it happen because i want my kids to know that they can they can touch me they can crawl on me they can hang on me they can love me
1: i was actually just really inspired by someone i follow on instagram um her name is joy and she posted a picture of her two oldest kids they're like in their teens and her little you know story caption was just to encourage other moms with little ones to listen to your kids when they come to tell you about what they created with Legos yeah. or with their drawing or imaginary world or Taking whatever it is. Taking joy in
0: their creations. Their, she said because things.
1: it goes by so fast and we know we all hear this, but she goes, you're going to want to hear from them and their are hard things that they're walking through when they're older. And if you keep pushing them away or keep saying, no, I don't have time for that now, yeah. you're going to miss that opportunity. You know, you're, you're, you, you wouldn't have built that, that trust and that open lines of communication even at a very yeah. very young age and so hopefully that That's encourages good. someone else
0: well it encourages me uh, that I need to be listening more mm-hmm. and paying attention to my kids more and again there's there's always a balance you know we, our, our kids can't absorb every, everything everything from us yeah um, but being te- when we are intentional with it it'll make the times that we can't okay. Mm-hmm. Cause they'll know yeah. that our hearts are with them.
1: Right. So I'd really love to talk a little bit about, um, just experiencing joy in marriage between a husband and wife. But before we get there, um, there's one more thing that, you know, when you're, when I was thinking about this list that really stood out to me and it's ways that we can kind of team up together to bring joy to our kids. Mm. Cause all the things that we kind of listed, we could do without the other. Right. Um, but this this next one's pretty interesting. So this was your idea or mine? I can't remember. But we were standing in the kitchen talking, and the kids were in the schoolroom oh, And yeah. we we I oh I told you I said Aaron call them out. And I had handfuls of marshmallows in my hand. And we I, both did, yeah. I, was we, on one I, side I gave the you the hallway. bag, and you took the bag from me. Took a handful out and we hid on either side of the walls so that when we came through the hallway, we were gonna just launch all these so marshmallows at So I was like, them. Elliot,
0: Olive, Wyatt, come here.
1: Plus, it's also good um, yeah. lesson in obedience. Are they coming the first time they're being called? Right, you're killing two birds with one stone.
0: And then they uh, pitter patter down the hallway and we're hiding on the floor so they don't see us. And they walk right past us and then we just bombard them with marshmallows. And it's scary. <laughs> it actually scared them. And they they, they looked just at us like there. they looked at us like. How could you do that?
1: They just stood there, and Olive <laughs> had this like furrowed brow, and she was like ready to just reprimand us. And then, and she, then they looked on the ground. They're like, "Are those can marshmallows? We have those? Can we have those?" <laughs> yeah. And then they just start, you know, squirming. Luckily, marshmallows <laughs> don't hurt. So,
0: so if so, you're gonna do that game, throw things that don't hurt at your kids. Yeah. Otherwise, um, that would not be very fun. We have
1: other friends that um, intentionally do Nerf wars oh, together.
0: Yeah. We actually thought about one time buying a bunch of stuff and then
1: getting that family that does that. Yeah. Not letting them
0: know. And then have, when we go over for dinner, just attack them. We should
1: still do that. <laughs> we
0: should still. Well, they uh, might listen to this episode now. Now I have to do it before <laughs> we launch this episode.
1: Okay. So that's just one way that you can team up together to, um, to cultivate joy in, in the home. We want to hear yeah. your guys' ideas too. So please share them.
0: Yeah. And, and all of these, uh, things that you can do, like little things just compounding on top of each other, uh, it shows your family, you know, for the especially for the husbands out there who might struggle the, the way I do to, to be joyful or have this fun, loving spirit or a lighthearted spirit. Um, it shows your children, it shows your wife that you enjoy them, that you like being around them, that they're not just in the way of you, that you enjoy having crazy time with them, having fun time with them.
1: Yeah, that you want to hear them laugh, that you want to participate in their life. Yeah. Okay. So we touched on, you know, how to cultivate joy in the family, especially with small kids. But Aaron, um, how would you say we cultivate joy within the marriage and why that's important?
0: Well, you know, again, walking with the right perspective, first of all, that we have a mission in this world, that God loves us, that we're saved, you know, these, these big things that God's done for us easily just allows us to have joy even in the midst of hard things, even when maybe you're, you know, you're not joyful. Mm -hmm. I can still walk in that stuff. So Mm -hmm. when we're walking in that together, that knowledge and that truth, there's naturally a joy that exists. Uh, But on the practical side, I think there's, there's probably a ton of things that we do that cultivate joy, probably things that we could add to our lives. Um, One of them is um, we have our own like, set of inside jokes mm-hmm. that no one knows about. Well, when um, I'm you're not ris- going to describe what they are because they're ours. <laughs> uh, but we have our own little inside jokes and those are, that's something that we do together. And it's, it's funny for us. It's fun for us.
1: And those build over time. So, you know, if you yeah. only one year, one or two years married, just know that those come over time. Maybe you already have some, um, but those are a really fun way to just, you know, when you're out and about or, At any time, really. At any time, you you can make these jokes, and only they get it. It's pretty fun.
0: Yeah, it's something unique to us.
1: Yeah, something you said about having joy. One of the importance of that is um, even amidst walking through hard stuff. And I feel like when I look at our our marriage, um, experiencing joy with you was possible, even though in those first few years, which were our hardest years of marriage, and that was one of the things that carried us through those hard years was, you know, finding ways to cultivate joy mm-hmm. in our relationship, you know, exploring new places together, um, trying to get each other to laugh.
0: Yeah. I realize uh, when we weren't lovers in those early years, we were friends yeah. still, uh, not all the time, but we had a friendship. We had a, we had, yeah. a, we had things that we can connect with still mm-hmm. and, and cultivate, mm-hmm. um, God wanted more from us, yeah. but in those times we you know i remember when we were in malawi africa and we you know it's been hard we and we we walked off and we sat on a pier over the lake remember that
1: mm-hmm. there's like a gazebo at the end
0: yeah and we were just sitting there talking looking mm-hmm. at the fish talking about being there talking about if we ever come back
1: yeah we talked about our future
0: yeah we talked about our future uh and those little kind of those little things uh we on our list up there, we didn't talk about it, but adventures. Mm-hmm. We, that's another way we we cultivate joy in our family and in our marriage is we take adventures, even when we're not with the kids. Mm-hmm. Me and you like to just go for a drive around, the, uh, you know, around neighbors neighborhoods we've never been in before. Um, going up the mountain, just to drive up the mountain. You know, th- there's things that we do that give us opportunities to just talk, mm-hmm. and I think those are situations that cultivate joy in us because mm-hmm. it's just us together. It's just us spending time with each other, talking, hearing each other.
1: Yeah. I think another practical way to do this is, um, again, physical touch, just like when we were talking about with the kids, mm-hmm. um, but tickling each other, hugging each other, massages, massages, um, dancing That's joyful for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving Aaron the eyes cause that sounded creepy, but yeah, just being, just being physical, being willing to tickle each other and play and play. And play. Other, yeah. yeah. I like the, um, we're a lot people.
0: more playful. With each other these days than we used to be.
1: Yeah. I like the keep away game where you snag something like their phone works really well for this and then you have to try and get it.
0: Yeah. If you want to know how addicted someone is to their phone, just <laughs> snag it out of their hands and see how they respond. <laughs> uh, wait, that's joyful. <laughs> yeah. No, the, yeah. I mean, it's just, I just think about the lightness, yeah. you know, we've had seasons where it just feels like we're walking on eggshells with each other and that's not fun. Where you're tippy toeing around mm. your spouse and you're just wondering if the next thing you do is gonna trigger them. That's the opposite of joy. Yeah. That is not joyful, that is tedious and cumbersome. But if your spouse can feel light around you, and feel and free loved. around <laughs> you and cherished around you and loved around you, how much strength there is in that and power there is in that. And that's what I want because, again, we're always talking about being in marriage after God. There's a reason we're together.
1: Yeah.
0: It's for the ministry God has for us. And if you're constantly feeling like you have to be so aware of every move you make around me because you're just wondering if you're going to trigger me, there's no way you can minister, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know, for Christ in that kind of situation. There's no way we as a family can show the world the love we have for each other, which is what we're called to do, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's not just talking about in marriage. It's talking about in the church as a whole. But, you know, joy remedies that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It cultivates an environment that allows for true and powerful and authoritative ministry to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. And joy joy is one of those testimonies of the power of God in your life. And I, I know I said that earlier, but it's so true that when the world looks at you, when, a, when the world looks at a marriage after God and they see joy they're probably thinking, well, I want what they have. Yeah.
0: How do I get some of that?
1: Or, or what is that? You know, and then you get to tell them it's because of Jesus in my life. It's because God has yeah. transformed us. It's because God gives us hope.
0: Yep. And, and so I hope those listening get encouraged by this, that of course we're still learning, but if they put their hearts in the right place, if they put it in the hands of Christ and allow him to transform them and say, Lord, I want more joy. I want more of your joy, and I want my family to experience joy. You know, it all goes back to walking in the Spirit, saying, "Lord, help me walk in the Spirit today." I want my I want my kids to feel the overflow of joy in my life. I want my wife, I want my husband, to feel that, to experience that joy, to eat the good fruit coming out of me. Mm-hmm. And then in our marriage, I want people, our children, outsiders to eat the good fruit of our marriage. And at the end of the day, that joy becomes our strength. So I, I just want to read that scripture in Nehemiah uh, chapter 8. Nehemiah just finished building the wall, the walls around the city, and Ezra the priest got up on a platform and he read the entire book of the law out loud from day till night to all of the congregation of the people. And Nehemiah says this to the people after all of this. He says, then he said to them in chapter, in chapter 8 verse 10, go your way. Eat the fat and drink the sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, this people, they were scattered, they were dispersed. The city was destroyed. Nehemiah came, rebuilt the city and was about to, and he had all the people coming back to the city to rebuild their own homes, to rebuild this, this city with a people that God promised it would be their city. It'd be their home. And he's, and he just reminds them, he says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. So the strength in our home, the strength in our lives the is the Lord, in our the strength in our marriage, the strength in our ministry. And that strength comes from the joy that God gives us from the hope we have in Christ, from the power and the authority of the, of the word of God. And that joy is like the thing that just allows us to keep going. Keep walking instead of it being mechanical, instead of it being a checklist, it's now a life giving thing we do. And I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I love that. You know, my, um, my grandma Betty, she is 91, um, and just right there at the end of her life. And, uh, my dad posted a, a quote, something that she always said, which was make someone laugh every day and life will be full. And when I think about her life, I think about it being really full. Um, yeah, every
0: time we were around her, she's big old smile, laughing, huge smile, making jokes. She,
1: um, <laughs> just for a little description, she was probably only five foot. I mean, maybe five foot one with heels on and she wore colorful dresses. She had bright red hair and always wore, wore blue eyeshadow. And when I think of her, I think of fun. Um, I remember being a little girl, maybe like, you know, four, four years old um, I would go over to her house when my dad brought us over there to visit and about, you know, ten minutes before we would leave, she would say, Jen, come with me and she'd take me to her vanity and put perfume on me and eyeshadow and blush and did the whole thing. Make
0: you feel so pretty. Make me
1: feel like a princess and the whole time just talking to me and encouraging me and loving on me and I I can't imagine what I look like to everyone walking out as a little four-year-old with this makeup on, um, if she even really put makeup on remember she liked to have
0: fun. I know.
1: Um, But when I think about that little girl, when I think about myself, you know, if I stood in front of her today, I would think there is no question about the joy that I had in my heart from just Mm. that experience with her. Those five minutes of, or 10 minutes or however long it was of sitting in her chair and listening to her voice and, you know, being there with me. And I just love that. And I want at the end of my life to look back and think that was a full life.
0: Yeah. And I want people to look back on on my life or our life and say, wow, they were joyful. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to think, man, they were bitter and frustrated all the time and annoyed. I want them to say they were joyful. Mm-hmm. Right. So joy is a powerful thing. Yeah. What's funny is all of the, the fruit of the spirit is powerful. It's It's why...
1: We need it. <laughs> we
0: need the spirit. It's because it produces such good things in us. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just pray that this encourages the, the listeners today that they would pursue joy, that they would walk in the spirit and that they would cultivate an environment in their home that their kids just know what joy is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we're not going to have hard times, but it does mean that we can have pure,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, eternal joy. Mm -hmm. Something that's founded in something in eternity, not in something that is temporary.
1: I love that. Um, Speaking of prayer, I think that now is a perfect time to go into our prayer for today's episode. We'd love to invite you guys to pray along with us.
0: Dear Lord, thank you for the gift of joy. We pray that we would be intentional to cultivate joy in our marriages and in our families. Holy Spirit, please inspire us with creative ways to create space in our lives to laugh, to play, to enjoy precious moments with those we love most. Remind us every day of the power of joy and how we can be vessels of your joy so that it is dispersed throughout the world. May our joy be a testimony to others of your goodness and your strength in our lives. May it be the reason people ask us why we are so different from the rest of the world. May our joy draw our spouse, our children, and others close to you as we experience the gift of joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we just thank you for joining us this week. We pray that you have joy this week. We pray that you would walk in the Spirit. And uh, we look forward to having you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? Find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage.